Hello, Larry Bailey here giving you the weekly newsletter brought to you from MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence. Uh, weekly, we try to get this done. It's been a little bit since the end of 2022. It's now January 17th, 2023. Everybody was shut down yesterday for Martin Luther King birthday. And, uh, and what we're going to do here is go through the week of January 9th, 2023 in review. Consumer information uh, continued to cool in December, but there were also more signs of an economic slowdown. So here's the week's key headlines. First story is consumer inflation continues to ease. Second story is inflation remains the top problem for many small businesses. Third story is seasonal factors likely impacted latest jobless claims. Next story is services sector shows signs of slowdown. And the last story is watching an important recession indicator. As always, I'm sure there'll be some kind of seasonal tip in there uh, right before the end. So stay tuned for that. First story of uh, consumer inflation continues to ease. So the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, which measures inflation on the consumer level, showed that inflation decreased by 0.1% in December. On an annual basis, inflation declined from 7.1% to 6.5% core CPI which strips out all those volatile food and energy prices. So that rose 0.3%. And as a result, the year-over-year core CPI decreased from 6% to 5.7%. All these figures were in line with estimates. Hooray! Of particular note, shelter costs make up about 39% of core CPI, and they rose 0.8% in December, meaning they played a big role in the 0.3% monthly gain in the core CPI. However, shelter costs have been lagging in the CPI report as they have been coming down in more real-time data. Once these moderating shelter costs are reflected in the CPI data, they should add additional downside pressure to inflation. So what's the bottom line here, gang? Listen, we've talked about this forever and we'll always talk about it. Inflation is the arch enemy of fixed investments like mortgage bonds or mortgage rates because it erodes the buying power of the bond's uh, fixed rate of return. If inflation is rising, investors demand a higher rate of return to combat the faster pace of erosion due to inflation, causing interest rates to rise as they did throughout much of last year, 2022. Since lower inflation typically helps both mortgage bonds and mortgage rates improve, these signs of easing inflation are welcome, very welcomed. In fact, if you took the last three monthly CPI readings and averaged them over the next 12 months, the run rate would be 1.6%. So doing the same for core CPI gives us a run rate of 3.2%. If the lower monthly readings we've seen recently continue, they'll help make substantial progress towards the Fed's 2% inflation target, which means that interest rates will improve. Cross our fingers. Cross fingers. Um, inflation. Next story is inflation remains top problem for many small businesses. Um, I see it all day long. So the National Federation of Independent Businesses, the NFIB, Small Business Optimism Index, was reported at 89.8% for December. This was the lowest reading since June and a hair above the weakest since 2013. Among the key takeaways, <clears throat> excuse me, 32% of small business owners reported that inflation remained their biggest problem. So evidence of cooling inflation is certainly a welcome sign. So what's the bottom line here? Overall, small business owners are not feeling optimistic about the year ahead, meaning 2023. Per the NFIB's chief economist, Bill Dunkelberg, he explained, quote, business owners are managing several economic uncertainties 
and persistent inflation, and they continue to make business and operational changes to compensate, close quote. Uh, very insightful, Bill. The reality is small business is extremely um, affected by the smallest amount of change. And I know going out um, to local restaurants and other things, prices have all been higher because small businesses are just getting slammed with higher costs. So do your best to, su to support your small business in your area. I know they will appreciate it. And um, and we'll see if we can help them get through 2023. Make sure they get into 2024. Seasonal factors. Next story is seasonal factors likely impacted by latest jobless claims. If you're watching online, you'll see a little image there that just talks about the three states with largest claims. We're back to our normal three, which is California, New York, and Texas. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's typically what we say. The initial jobless claims remained relatively flat for the latest week as the number of people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time fell by 1,000 to 205,000. Continuing claims which measure people who continue to receive benefits after their initial claim is filed declined 63,000 to 1.634 million. So what's the bottom line here? So even, even though continuing claims fell in the latest week, they are now risen by, I'm sorry, they have now risen by 270,000 since the beginning of October. Plus, this continuing claims data was for the week ending December 31. So it's possible that the number of claims filed may have been higher if it was not for the holidays. In addition, the jobs report for December showed that there, were, that there was a big spike in both part-time and second jobs, which could also have impacted the number of jobless claims that were filed. Service, uh, sec services sector shows signs of a slowdown. The ISM Services Index, which measures economic activity in the services sector, has now joined its manufacturing brethren in moving below 50 into a contraction territory. The index fell to 49.6% in December from 56.5% in November, marking the first reading below 50 since December 2009, taking out the start of the pandemic in the spring of 2020. So among the, the, among the components of the index, new orders dropped sharply to 45.2%, unemployment fell into contraction at 49.8%, and the supplier deliveries eased again to 48.5%. So the bottom line here, folks, survey respondents, which include purchasing and supply executives from non-manufacturing firms, so these are the folks who are buying stuff, right? Spoke to the challenges they're facing, with one noting that, quote, orders from, from customers are softening, and some orders have, are being canceled, close quote. Another explained, quote, our company has tightened hiring of new employees month over month due to uncertainty about the strength of the economy going into 2023, close quote. All in all, the U.S. economy continues to weaken, and this is now spreading into the services sector. So think about this. This is services, right? So they're, they're going out and they're ordering things that they need to finish the services, but now these, these um, owners are like, wait, maybe we need to hold off on buying stuff because we're not sure we're going to need this stuff because our services are slowing. This is why uh, economics is so complicated because there's so many connected dots. Next story is watching an important recession indicator. The yield spread uh, between the 10-year Treasury and the three-month Treasury has inverted to almost 220 basis points. Normally, you would expect to receive a high rate of return for putting your money away for 10 years versus three months. But when there's an economic slowdown and fear of the markets, the yield curve can go inverted. We've talked about this a couple of times. 
meaning that the three-month yields are higher than 10-year yields, which is backwards. Of course, right? So if you think about it, if you had, you know, a thousand bucks, would you want to get a higher rate of return and only commit your money to three months versus 10 months? And the answer is yes. Again, the big, the big uh, tell here is um, that it's an inverted curve and that's everybody, you know, is, is really concerned here. So the bottom line of this story is looking back at the history of recessions, we always see an inversion occur ahead of a recession, although the actual recession may not follow immediately. While a recession is not a great thing for the uh, economy, one positive aspect is that periods of recession are always coupled with lower interest rates, right? Because things are slowing down. Inflation is low. Hey, here's that family hack of the week. Listen, gift cards are popular present over the holiday season. And unfortunately, this means a rise in gift card scams to follow in the new year, meaning 2023. These important tips from the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, can help you and your loved ones stop scammers from stealing any funds off those gift cards. Just a few examples of the most common gift card scam scenario include someone calling and pretending to be from a government agency claiming you owe taxes or a fine. Another often reported example of a scammer is claiming that they are a friend or a family member who's in trouble and needs money immediately. You may also have a scammer claim you want a prize, but you must pay fees in order to receive the prize. In each of these situations, scammers will always suggest using gift cards to pay. Other strong signs of, of a scammer is that you may be, uh, may be talking to a scammer include pressure to act quickly, being asked uh, for a gift card number and a PIN, uh, or being told to buy cards at several stores so cashiers aren't suspicious. If you think you've been contacted by a gift card scammer, the FTC recommends reporting it at reportfraud.ftc.gov. So what to look for this week? After the market closures on Monday in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, this, this week's economic calendar include crucial housing, manufacturing, and inflation reports. So on Wednesday, that's tomorrow, look for the National Association of Home Builders Housing Market Index, which will give us a near real-time read on builder confidence for this month, month of January. Housing starts and building permits for December will be reported on Thursday, while December's existing home sales follows Friday. So it's a lot happening this week. January's manufacturing data for the New York and Philadelphia regions will provide an important update on that sector when those reports are released on Tuesday and Thursday. So Tuesday, New York, Thursday is Philadelphia. Also of note, the producer price index for December will give us the latest news on wholesale inflation um, when, when it's reported on Wednesday, while retail sales data for December will also be released. Plus, the latest jobless claims remain important to monitor when the data is released as usual. Um, if, you're, if you're accustomed to watching this live ticker up here, um, down 12 basis points is actually not entirely horrible. Looking at what happened last week, you know, we've been on this upward trend here really since uh, October 21st. It's been kind of in fits and starts, but we've been watching these Average lines flatten or go up, and we see we're at a really important support level here. We've been here um, pretty much since January 9th um, in terms of that support level, so hopefully we stay there. Uh, we'll see what happens here and with this week's economic data. Uh, hopefully this has been helpful to you. We love bringing these, uh, these uh, weekly market reports to you, and, and hopefully this is helpful, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.